I like how the beginning opening audio part or yeah, sound part of this podcast is going to sound like we're going to quietly read a book together or uh, do some true crime or whatever. But in reality, I'm just going to get really, really angry about the Toronto Maple Leafs just to get it just to start it off. This not just this game, this week was absolutely piss poor from the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Montreal game sucked. The Calgary game was stale and sucked. They were lucky to get They got a point. They played okay, but they didn't play up to their standard of hockey. The Winnipeg Jets game also sucked. And then this. I thought I was going to hop on here. I was going to come here. I was going to be like, you know what? A couple bad games. A few bad games during this week. Some good moments, though. And, you know, we stomped the Canucks because they never had a chance. Because ninety the whole team got COVID. The whole team was sick. The whole team didn't even want to play this game. It was going to be, you know a positive kind of episode to bring us away from all that negativity that we had from this week because they didn't play very well but they're still in first place but guess what obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs did not do that they did not play well at all tonight that was this was horrible the fact that they lost they lost to the Vancouver Canucks tonight is just horrible. They were almost the Leafs were almost minus four hundred to win this game, and then the fact that they lost is just it just blows my mind. Now looking at this game, and I'm gonna get into it real quick. Looking at this game, like I didn't think they played bad at all. They outshot the Canucks. They definitely outchanced the Canucks. They finally got a power play goal. The Canucks had five D. On top of being probably very tired from not having played a game in a little while and being sick, they had 5D. Which, I mean, you know, one for one, they did not go out Zach Hyman, who was a very important player to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but still. 5D. That means they have to play Jalen Chatfield more. Do you know who Jalen Chatfield is? Exactly. He stinks. He's, he, I don't even, like, before this year, he hadn't had a goal in the AHL for several years. So. The fact that overall that they lost, I'm just so puzzled. It makes absolutely no sense, especially when you look at the third period. They got some great chances. The Leafs were up only 2-1, but they did not sit back. I mean, Wayne Simmons had that stupendous chance that Brayden Holtby like bicycle kicked it out of the net. A little bit lucky, but whatever. And then that goal, like that, that was in. 35 seconds left or whatever it was. The Matthews-Marner play in front there. That was in. I'm sorry, that was in. That I, Holtby pulled the puck. It looked like it was in. And then just our luck, the Leafs' luck, obviously, he's blocking the camera, so they can't call it a goal. Oh, my goodness grief. Like, when you look at this game, when you just look at this game, I had the numbers in front of me, and now, obviously, oh, here they are. When you look at this game, the expected goals, the lowest on the Leafs was 46%. Surprisingly, well, it was Riley and then Marner, Matthews, Galchenyuk were the lowest in terms of expected goals. I thought they they all played pretty well tonight. Alex Galchenyuk could have had two points tonight for sure. He fed it on the one he fed Jason Spezza, wide open net, somehow missed, no clue how. And then the other one on the power play, he had that very, very good chance there to which... Again, a goal this week, 
not a pretty solid week from Alex Galchenyuk, I must say. But to get back to the, the point at hand, like depth I thought was horrible this week. The depth players this week I thought were terrible. I thought Jason Spets had a better game against the Jets because, it, you know, after some rest, he got that good assist, very, very good assist. But, like, guys like Wayne Simmons I did not like this week. Thornton I did not like this week. Kerfoot got a goal this week. But other than that goal, he was simply atrocious. The depth this week was horrible. But then this game, they were they were solid. That line of Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons... Um, Jason Spezza, Wayne Simmons, and obviously Joe Thornton, obviously, of course, who's been the whipping boy of, as of late. They were solid. I mean, when you look at it, Thornton, the, the tops for expected goals tonight. Zach Hyman, who unfortunately I really just crossing our fingers about that one. Oh my goodness, hold my breath over Zach Hyman. And I'll get into him in a second. He was at 98.74 goals for tonight. Then it was Thornton, Kerfoot, Spezza, Nylander. And then Bogosian, Simmons. Like, all of your depth guys. And then another depth guy. Oh, he was playing second line tonight. Skip that. All of your depth guys played strong tonight. They cycled the puck very, very well. They did their job tonight. And then, like, just... What happened? Like, I'm, I'm at a loss here. Well, not really, because I kind of know what happened, but I really don't want to admit whose fault it was tonight. And you know why? It's because I think it was Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell overall had a terrible week. I mean, the overtime goal was a shot from the top of the circles. He had some time with it. I mean, it just hit him and went in. Okay, Bo Horvat. And then Bo Horvat's first goal, I don't think, was really anything special either like the second goal obviously not his fault um they made made one or two whatever pretty good saves but i mean i really i'm I'm pretty disappointed in what we saw yeah and then okay yeah taking a look at it right now the first goal was literally the same thing as the overtime goal better placement than the overtime goal actually but a little bit of a break. It's it's a shot. It's stoppable. But, I mean, overall this week, when you look at the numbers, Jack Campbell was just... Oh, it's tough. And it's tough because you know he's going to be tough on himself as well. And he's such a smiley guy. But you hate to admit that his expected goals against was 4.86. And he gave up 9 this week. I mean, Montreal game. He made some good saves, but like, some of those goals shouldn't have gone in. The Winnipeg Jets game, maybe one, yeah, one of those I would say was on him, but made some solid saves in that one too. But like, just it was it was coming too fast, and and again he got pulled there. But the overall numbers from this week, through three games, eight thirty three save percentage, minus one point nine one goal saved above average. But I don't even think that tells paints a picture that I mean I think the biggest one was nine goals against. 4.86 expected goals like it was a shaky week for Jack Campbell really shaky week hopefully he can bounce back really counting on him to bounce back maybe de- give David Riddick the next game I think they will I'm I, fairly confident they will give David Riddick the next game but ay 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 that's a that's a tough one to lose and 
I thought so many guys had good games this one and they just couldn't I mean the bounces weren't there and on top of that the goaltending couldn't bail you out this one and I hate saying that but it's just kind of true in this game but let's get let's move on let's move on from this terrible awful horrible week I wanted to get into a bit of who I thought played well this week and I really wanted to highlight this one I want to be quick to highlight this one why because he had been getting you know dumped on by the media a lot especially because of his contract and that being not talking about William Nylander who had a fantastic game tonight that being John Tavares was my first star this week I thought he was awesome uh what was it two goals uh, one primary assist I might have updated might have changed I kept staring at his three games oh two goals five assists seven points in four games this week um for me it just like his shooting percentage went up obviously this week but the highest ex- individual expected goals for uh in individual expected goals for, on the Leafs this week at 1.88 on top of that like just in front of the, he was he was finishing plays he had a great feed to Alex Kerfoot on his goal against Calgary uh couple great plays just finishing up the spe- the goal against Winnipeg and then the goal against Montreal I'm probably missing a goal from tonight I feel like I am I don't know why but anyways that's neither here nor there but John Tavares tonight I thought was a or John Tavares this week sorry I thought was rock solid for the Toronto Maple Leafs I'm stoked and I think that's going to keep up I think finally the goals are starting to drop what happened with John Tavares and why I was really not happy people dumping on him was that he wasn't as quiet as people thought he was this year. Um, a lot of posts this year, a lot of missed nets, a lot of just junk hopping over his stick, hopping over his teammate's stick, and it just wasn't going right for him. But defensively, I thought he was solid. I may, could be wrong, but I thought defensively he was solid. It was just a lot it was much lower event when he was on the ice and when you pay a guy 11 mil you're hoping that he scores a little bit more than what he was and guess what now the points are starting to flow through baby they're starting to look good he actually he had a primary on William Nylander's goal that's what it was that's what I was missing primary on William Nylander's goal tonight and what I really, really like about John Tavares' game, A, number one, he's a very, very smart player. Number two, the way that he shields the puck and creates time and space. When you're looking at Matthews' goal against Montreal, think about that play before Riley got the puck. Why did that play transpire? How did how how were they how was Riley even able to throw it on net? Why? John Tavares comes in, stops up, creates some separation from the defenseman, creates a little bit of time, gets it over to Riley. And bada bing, bada boom, it's in the back of the net. And then also, he, he's pretty good at cleanup, man, in front of the net as well. And finally, you know, we just finally saw the puck actually go in. I don't think this was a regression at all in terms of his physicality this year. I think it was just a luck kind of regression. And now we're starting to see he's building up, snowballing, baby. Playoffs. Playoff T. Playoff J. Playoff JT. We'll work on that. We have a little bit of time there. Um, second guy I wanted to highlight this week, and unfortunately he got knocked out this game, to which nobody stood up for him. Love to see that. Great job, guys. Um, it might, the first thing in my head when someone mentioned that was, oh, well, who was on the ice? Well, we have three lines of capable 
defenseman that can take care of that sort of thing. And nobody touched Alex Edler on that one. That's a dirty knee. He deservedly got kicked out. And I want to see him back in. I want to see what someone does. I want to see if someone sends a message. I know he's a vet. Like, just to see Zach Hyman go down like that on a knee injury on his already injured knee. A, it's tough to see as a Leaf fan. And B, just nobody doing anything. It was a little bit like, hmm. Okay. It's not uh, not the greatest thing to see. But anyways, let's pump Zach Hyman's tires a little bit. From what I saw, I was, doing, I was digging into some numbers. I don't know what it's... I'm going to have to actually go back because this night probably changed some things. But Zach Hyman has been a horse for the Leafs this year. Overall, I think he's been better than what William Nylander has been. I think William Nylander obviously is overall the better player. Like, if I had one game, I'd have to think about it. I mean, I think I'd go with William Nylander for sure. I think for sure. Nice line there, kid. But anyways, some numbers from Zach Hyman this year. Okay, now he's tied with William Nylander in goals at 5-on-5 this year with 9 because Nylander scored tonight. Um, In terms of points, 5-on-5 points, he's 3rd on the Toronto Maple Leafs with 23. In terms of all strengths, which, I mean, you're adding in the power play there, which has just been abysmal, but he's got 33 points this year in 43 games. That's good for 4th on the Toronto Maple Leafs there. And then in terms of overall goals, he's actually 2nd. All strength, Zach Hyman is second on the Toronto Maple Leafs with 15 goals this year. Who'd have thunk at the beginning of the year? That's just incredible. So, shout out Zach Hyman. My last stat actually was individual expected goals, all strength season third. And then at five on five, I believe he's in second. Individual expected goals, which means the goals, expected goals that he contributes individually. Yes, he is in second on the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 9.47. And last time I checked, that was top 10, 10th in the league earlier this week. So it just goes to show, I mean, all of these fancy numbers and shit don't even like explain what his game is. He's a good skater, and he's really, really good at corralling the pucks in the in the corners. He's really good at chasing down dump-ins. I mean, taking him away takes a part of your game plan away almost you really need that in your lineup so it's it's it was really tough to see him go down like that especially in a contract year i wish him all the best and fingers crossed that that he he's he's good to play not just in the play he makes a full recovery from this one because that was tough to see um yeah i just rambled for a little while there um one other thing we're seeing Frederick Anderson start skating again. Hopefully he gets to full health. And then by then we'll have some choices at goalie right now. I mean, choosing between Jack Campbell and David Riddick right now just doesn't feel like the best choice. If you get a fully healthy Frederick Anderson, and I mean one, not like earlier in the year, oh, he's, he's healthy. Like it's just same as what we had in the beginning of the year. I mean like fully healthy like 2018-2019 Frederick Anderson being able to choose from those three guys I feel a lot more comfortable going into the playoffs 
I mean, I, I don't think it's out of this world that if Frederick Anderson feels 100%, he comes out, he's like, yes, I feel like a million bucks. I mean, I, I'd be hesitant to start Campbell in the playoffs there. I really like. I'm I'm a huge Frederick Anderson fan. I really like what we saw from him in his first three first three years with the Leafs. If you look at it, I believe his save percentage was in the top ten, and so was his goals saved above average for starting goaltenders. And that'd be so his first over his first three years. That means with the Leafs, like he, overall, he was the top ten goalie over those three years. And I mean, he wasn't a top ten goalie individually in one of those years, but. Overall, for those three, he was. Like, when you count all starting goaltenders in the league. So, that'll be interesting to see there. Um, My last point that I had here, Nick Robertson has been, I mean, wasn't played too, too much earlier in the week. He was a fourth line. We had a little bit of a COVID scare with him. We thought he was going to have to sit out there, but... Nick Robertson has been a fantastic call-up for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Sheldon Keefe really noticed that by putting him on the second line with William Nylander and John Tavares this game. I mean, this guy is a really good skater. He's got really good physical skills. And that being his shot, he's a pretty pretty good hands he's a very fast skater but the best part about his game isn't even that I've really liked his play away from the puck his ability to get open his ability to anticipate that next step um, and he hasn't been a liability at all I feel like so I mean when you look at the numbers this week over four games his individual expected goals for was sixth or seventh I'm having trouble finding it right now for some reason, but um, he was solid this week and he was sixth and seventh in individual expected goals for, but he played a lot. He did not play a lot earlier in the week. I mean, eight minutes, 11 seconds versus Montreal, nine minutes, 10 seconds versus Calgary, but then gets it bumped up because he earned that trust from Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe, 14 minutes, 19 seconds against Winnipeg, 13 minutes, 17 seconds tonight with a couple good chances there as well. Um, the one criticism I do have, he's not the strongest on the puck. Um, he's not the strongest on his feet either. Uh, he needs a couple times. I felt like against Winnipeg, the puck fumbled over his stick. So just, I mean, it's just a maturity thing. So he's not the greatest player in the world, I'm saying. But to add a guy like that late in the season, I, I really think he has made a very, he, he has solidified himself, I think, in this lineup moving forward. I mean, we're burning this first year of uh, entry-level contract eligibility for sure because he's been he's been solid. And unfortunately, I mean, you, you can look at the numbers on Hockey DB and you go, oh, that's just one assist this week, though. Okay, but he did a lot of other things well. I mean, look at anyone's numbers before. I mean, it happens a lot, more often than you think. When you just look at the box store score numbers, the goals, assists, and points, and it doesn't paint the full picture of the player. Alex Galchenyuk, for the longest time, had to start. I remember I posted that video, four points in ten games, but he had a boatload of chances that didn't go in sometimes you hit the post and it just comes out the wrong way so moving on from that i want to get into overall this week it sucked fortunately tonight we saw a little bit of a better power play action 
I was very, very upset with what the power play brought this week. There were so many chances to e- a either pull away in a game, a la uh, the one nothing lead, five, and then when they got the five on three against Winnipeg, and then Montreal. I believe they were tied two two, and they got a power play and did nothing with it. They were either tied two two or up three two or down three two, and weren't able to capitalize on it. Like the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is that. When you're given a power play, you're given a great opportunity to make a difference in the game. And unfortunately, with the Leafs power play lately, they just have absolutely not been able to do that. It's been pretty amazing to see because it's been dreadful at times. But tonight, I feel like it moved the puck around better. I mean, it could be just that they're playing against Vancouver, but I thought that it looked a little bit better and they started to get more scoring chances off of it which is a very encouraging sign and they got a goal hell they got a goal so i mean i talked about the Leafs so positively i feel like this episode even though it's been dreadful as of late especially as of very recently so yeah anyways vancouver again i predict that david riddick will start i am it's going to be interesting. I doubt Zach Hyman's going to be in that game. Uh, Nick Foligno, I think, could be playing in this game. If you look at it, I mean, they traded for him on Monday of last week or so on the trade deadline. If he's not in this game, he'll be in the, in the next game. So if Nick Foligno's not in this game, I think that, I, well, I know that... Uh, Looks like Pierre Engvall is probably going to draw back in. Hopefully we see a better effort from him. The one positive that I think that the Leafs have from Pierre Engvall drawing in this game is that when you look at Pierre Engvall, where he, when he's played well, I feel like it's right after he's been kind of kicked. The beginning of the year, he, or sorry, let's go all the way back to playoffs. Playoffs, he got scratched first game of the playoffs. Then the, the games after that, I thought he was solid. thought he was moving well out there. Unfortunately, he didn't translate the points, but I thought he was okay. I mean, not many guys got points on the Leafs. So I, th- I thought he was decent after that. The beginning of this season, didn't even make the team. Didn't even make the team. Had to scratch and claw his way onto the roster and then started off pretty well. And then fell off for a little bit and then like started to play well and then recently has fallen off again. And had an absolutely abysmal week. And to put into contract... Like, into point of view i don't know the word i don't know how i'm not cluing in on this word but anyways this week pierre engvall had a lower individual expected goals for than william nylander kerfoot tied with nylander too which is just amazing to see meaning that kerfoot i mean engvall in three games contributed less than william nylander did in one Pretty incredible. Need a lot more from him if he's going to draw back in on Tuesday. But we'll see. I mean, the keys that I want to see moving forward past this week and into next week is that I want to see the same sort of thing from the depth. I thought that that fourth line putting it together was an absolute mistake simply because there was not a lot of foot speed with it. But just the deployment of it and the way those guys played, they played awesome. I'd like to see those guys together again the Simmons, Spezza, Thornton line. Very smart players, all of them. Very experienced players. Not the fastest players, though, but they seem to make it work against Vancouver. It was quite interesting to see. Um, 
So depth has got to be, again, depth has got to be rolling, moving forward. Um, and then goaltending. I mean, goaltending, we need some saves. Bottom line, kind of been the story of a lot of the Leafs losses this year. We, we, we need a save. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't get one this week. But, yeah, those two things moving forward I think will be key. Um, I had a point in my head. It's completely gone now. Uh, it's a little late. I think that we will call it here and reconvene next week. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I hope your Monday isn't horrible. And don't watch the highlights of that Leaf game again. Your eyes will melt out of your skull. <laughs>